Welcome to The Receptive Life. It's a video series that helps us fight against the unholy trinity to defend ourselves with the promises, uh, the work of Jesus, but also to learn how to receive all of the gifts that only can come from the triune God. And so The Receptive Life is really uh, a spiritual framework. It's a way of thinking, a way of acting, a way of living out the Christian life that focuses uh, not on performance, but rather on receiving, uh, receiving the person, receiving the work of Jesus, uh, making use then of him and uh, all of his promises that he gives to us. So it's not a ladder um, of spirituality that's focused on our climbing up uh, not about works or performance or our activity, but rather it's about a, a ladder that sees God as descending to us in the person of Jesus. He comes down, he incarnates himself in Jesus, and Jesus lives the perfect life for us, dies that death uh, for sin on our behalf, rises on the third day, and gives to us then all of his work, all of his gifts, the chief gift being the forgiveness of sins. And so we sit at the bottom of the ladder and we receive then uh, the gifts of the triune God, the gifts of Jesus, uh, this chief gift being uh, the forgiveness of sins. So uh, in the Apology of the Augsburg Confession, a beautiful testimony of our faith, in Article 3, um, it says uh, these words, Thus, the worship and divine service of the gospel is to receive from God gifts. On the contrary, the worship of the law is to offer and to present our gifts to God. And so there you see the two uh, different ladders, one of performance, the works of the law, the worship of the law, and um, the descending of God, giving to us his gifts, the forgiveness of, of sins. Uh, the quote continues, We can, however, offer nothing to God unless we have first been reconciled and born again. The chief worship of the gospel is to wish to receive remission of sins, grace, and righteousness. So when you have the forgiveness of sins in Jesus, you have, uh, you and I have everything. So uh, the little phrase we'll talk about in this uh, third station of our daily practice, the one that focuses on confession, is this. Uh, the Christian life is about repent, receive, rejoice, and then we repeat. Repent, acknowledge our sin before God, receive the forgiveness of sins in Jesus, rejoice in that forgiveness of sins. And then because uh, we live in this corrupted world, the devil harasses us and we still have the sinful flesh. Well, we repeat uh, it over again. Repent, receive, rejoice, repeat. Now, there are six stations in the uh, daily practice of the receptive life. Uh, we've talked about the first two, uh, making the sign of the cross with the Trinitarian invocation. Uh, the second station being uh, the evening and the morning prayer, commending ourselves into the hands of God. Uh, in this series of videos, we'll talk about station three, which will be uh, making confession of our sins and receiving the forgiveness of sins uh, because of the person and the work of Jesus. Station four will be about reading and studying and meditating upon the scriptures. Station five will be... Um, a more in-depth um, understanding of how in the morning and in the evening uh, we can proclaim 
we can proclaim, as the psalmist says, Psalm 92, proclaim the Lord's love in the morning and his faithfulness at night. And then we give our doxology of praise uh, to God, praise him from whom all blessings flow, and we receive then also his blessing. So station three uh, looks like this. So again, station one, make the sign of the cross, have the name of God placed upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You say the evening and the morning prayer in station two. Now in station three, uh, we begin to talk about confession. Repent, receive, rejoice, repeat. Now I put three little stepping stones in front of this uh, station. These uh, stepping stones are scriptures taken from Psalm 119. And Psalm 119 is a beautiful formative psalm. It talks about the spiritual uh, formation of the Christian life being, being that of prayer, meditation on God's word, and then uh, the daily troubles of life. Uh, so 176 verses in Psalm 119, but it continually repeats that theme. Uh, prayer to God that he would open our eyes uh, to see the person and work of Messiah. Um, meditation on God's word. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long, the psalmist says. And then all of that done in the context of the daily troubles of of life. And so those little three stepping stones you can use uh, to prepare yourself uh, for this station of confession. So just a review. So in the morning, Luther says, uh, you rise, or in the evening, you go to bed, you bless yourself with the sign of the cross, and you say, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And then you say the evening prayer, uh, or you can say the morning prayer. Uh, the evening prayer being, I thank thee, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast graciously kept me this day, and I pray thee to forgive me all my sins where I have done wrong, and graciously keep me this night. For into thy hands I commend myself, my body and my soul, and all things. Let thy holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen. In the morning you can rise and, and cross yourself again. Put the name of the triune God upon yourself and uh, say the morning prayer. I thank thee, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray thee that thou wouldst keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please thee. For into thy hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let thy holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen. So that's station one and station two. Repent, receive, rejoice, repeat. So this is station three. Again, the three little stepping stones you can say. Psalm 119 verse one. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the Lord's law. Psalm 119 verse 133. Establish, or you could say, direct my footsteps uh, in your word. Don't let any iniquity have dominion over me. And then Psalm 119, verse 176, I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I don't forget your 
commandments. Again, these are suggestions, right? Um, little tools that you can um, make use of. And um, I, I find it helpful, you know, to have a, a scripture saturating all of our thoughts in these little Little verses from Psalm 119 really set our mind as to what comes next. Now, in this station, the main point of station uh, three of confession is for us to examine our lives and then to receive the forgiveness of sins in Jesus. I'm going to suggest a way that we examine our lives is um, by using the Ten Commandments. So this is where uh, this daily practice will build on all of the little chief foundational parts of the Christian life, right? The, the Ten Commandments, the Creed, the Lord's Prayer, remembering our baptism, uh, the office of the keys, uh, the gift of the Lord's Supper. So one way to examine your life is uh, through, um, uh, through the Ten Commandments. Uh, and so, you know, the first table of the law will talk about our relationship with God. You shall have no other gods. Don't Misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So you can begin simply just by going through that first table of the law. Um, and um, you can use Luther's small little catechism and the meanings there to give you a little bit more in-depth understanding of each commandment. So what does it mean to fear, love, and trust in God above all things? And then the second table of the law talks about the relationship that we have with one another. Honor father and mother, don't, um, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't bear false witness against your neighbor, uh, don't covet your neighbor's house, uh, don't covet uh, anything that is your, your neighbor's. And so you run your life uh, through the, the lens. You see it through the lens or you look into the mirror of the Ten Commandments, and it tells you the truth about uh, about your life. Where uh, you have failed to love God with all your heart, uh, soul, and mind, and where you have failed to love the neighbor as yourself. Now, uh, after that, the really only appropriate response after looking at these commandments is to say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, the sinner. Again, this is a, a beggar's cry, right? Having nothing in your hands to offer God, but rather pleading to receive everything that comes graciously from his, from his hands, uh, specifically receiving the forgiveness of sins. Lord, I have no works to offer to you. I have failed to love God. I have failed to love the neighbor. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me a sinner. So you can simply say that little phrase. Examine your life through the Ten Commandments and then say, Lord, have mercy on me, the sinner. There's another beautiful um, gift given to us in our heritage of the Lutheran Church. It's, it's called the General Confession, and uh, it, it goes like this. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Now, after you make a confession of sins, uh, we just don't don't stop there, right? Uh, we are to receive. This is about 
receiving the gifts, the works of Jesus. So we're going to comfort ourselves then with the forgiveness of sins that comes through the death and through the resurrection of of Jesus. Now, um, this is what uh, the little catechism again. We keep going back to these little gifts that are given to us. And uh, again, wax on, wax off, building on the foundations. In the little catechism, there's a section that talks about confession and how Christians should be taught to confess. And uh, it states there, so what is confession? And it says there, well, confession embraces two parts. The one is that we confess our sins. The other, that we receive absolution or forgiveness from the confessor, as from God himself, and in no wise doubt, but firmly believe that our sins are thereby forgiven before God in heaven. And so confession, station three, is just not about um, acknowledging our sin, agreeing with God about that sin. It's about receiving, receiving the forgiveness of sins uh, from, from Jesus. Again, repent, receive, rejoice, repeat. Now, 1 John chapter 1, a wonderful portion of scripture and this could be one of those verses that you might want to, to memorize. First uh, John chapter 1 says, Well, if we say that we have no sin, we deceives, deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us the sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we say we haven't sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. And then it continues over into chapter 2. John says, My little children, I write these things to you, so that you may not sin. If anyone sins, we have a counselor with the Father. You could say a defender, one who speaks on our behalf with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous or the righteous one. And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours, but also for the whole world. And so the receptive life is about receiving uh, the forgiveness of sins and making use of Jesus. He is our advocate. He is our counselor, the one who speaks on our behalf before the Father. And uh, as it says here, he is this atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. So we uh, remember our baptism, right? Uh, make the sign of the cross, the name of the triune God. That recalls that we have been purchased, that we have been brought out of slavery uh, and brought into the family of God. God's activity, God's name is upon us for the forgiveness of sins. We remember our baptism. We make use of the office of the keys, the forgiveness of sins, confession and absolution, uh, going to the house of God and hearing from the pastor that your sins are forgiven. And we make use of uh, the Lord's Supper. Jesus himself inviting us to come, saying to us, Take eat, this is my body. Take drink, this is my blood, for the forgiveness of sins. The worship and divine service of the gospel, again, is to receive from God gifts. And the chief worship As this little quote from the Apology says, the chief worship of the gospel is to wish to receive remission of sins, grace, and righteousness. And so, properly understood, worship is about us, uh, primarily us, receiving something from, from God. It's not about performance, not about activity. There is a response to it, right? 
uh, repent, rejoice, receive. But the primary direction, the primary activity of worship is we go and God gives. God gives the forgiveness of sins. And in response to that, we, we rejoice. And then again, what do we do? Well, we repeat. Why do we repeat? Well, the devil attacks us. We live in this corrupt world. We have the sinful flesh uh, still uh, hanging about us, on us. And uh, so we continually repent, receive, rejoice, repeat. Repent, receive, rejoice, and repeat. And this is then the way of the receptive life.